Hi, and welcome back to my podcast. Um, I work today, um, but uh, yesterday I took my daughter and went to my cousins, and my daughter played with her cousins, her little cousins, and I just um, relaxed and by the bonfire and drink with my my cousins um and yeah that's what I did and then I left um this morning and came back and went to work got off work and um and then here I am recording this video video I'm tired um, recording this podcast before I go to bed. Um, and I'm just gonna, I'm just going to be talking in this podcast about different things that happened in my day. Um, because as I said, not everything that happens in life is grandiose. However, there are little things here and there that um are interesting to kind of bring to bring to light and share so i left my cousin's house in a really happy mood and i drove um drove back um dropped my daughter off with her babysitter and then i went to work i walk into work and i'm happy to be there and I'm taking over the shift from this other person. Um, they can't leave until I get there. And then we do rounds um, where we check on, we walk together. We're supposed to walk together and check on the residents and make sure all the residents are there and like clean and dry. Um, and just basically checking off on things that should have been done on the shift that I'm now taking over. Um, like on the previous shift. And so that's what, like, that's the first thing that I do whenever I come in. Um, this one, this one worker in particular that I've been like taking over the shift from pretty often, um, has a negative attitude and it's not something, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I try not to think to myself and expect it when I come on. Um, and I wasn't expecting it when I came on to chef to take over from her. And, uh, I simply was asking her, like I came on the shift and grabbed the, the rounding sheet that we're supposed to fill out. Um, when we do the shift change, we both are supposed to fill it out and sign it together. And, uh, and she basically didn't want to do it and started fussing at me over like pulling it out when I got there and I was like you're supposed to do this why are you yelling at me over something that you're supposed to do and basically it seemed like everything that like I was just it seemed like me doing my job upset her and made her and didn't make her but she chose to raise her voice and get upset and aggravated over me doing my job um, and preventing her from leaving um, as quickly as she wanted to. Uh, mind you, I was there 
at the time that I should be. It's just that she did not want to do the job. She didn't want to end the shift properly. She wanted to just be slack and lax and leave without doing the things that are supposed to be done. And she didn't want to wait on me to do the rounds as I should, as it should be done. Um, and checking people. So it bothered me because it, 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 let's see, how do I, I don't know. I, I tried, like, I remained calm, um, while she simultaneously rose her, like, raised her voice and yelled. Um, I remained calm and I just continued doing my job. Because the way that she wants to, the way that she chose to respond in response to me or react in response to me doing the job that I'm asked to do, um, <laughs> there's no option with, like there is no option. It's something that has been asked of both of us to do and she knows this. Uh, whenever she was wanting to just <laughs> bitch basically, I just you know, I just like remained calm and just kept doing, going about my job like I'm supposed to. And he pretty much ignored it. And that's how I acted. And I read somewhere, I read somewhere and it's, I mean, I don't know why I don't really need to phrase it, but it's how I think as well. You cannot, you can't control how other people act and speak, but you can very much control how you respond. And so <laughs> the best course of action is not, was, would, was not to raise my voice, um, with her that, that would have escalated her own voice and aggravation. And so the best thing to do would be, was just controlling my own self and going about my, my business and doing what I was supposed to do. And, and uh, anyway, but you just, you know, I just controlled myself, remained calm and did my job. And then I expressed my, I expressed my discontentment with her unprofessional attitude upon me getting to work. I expressed it to the, her superior, um, <clears throat> because she, because the superior who was also leaving shift with her, who had been on shift with her there, there's like her and then her superior. Um, and she expressed, she was like complaining after I did my job, she was complaining to her superior for me doing my job basically. And anyway, so then I went and expressed my discontentment and explained to the superior what I thought about that. Um, and that was that, and that was the end of it. Um, and yeah, and I had a great rest of the day because I did not let that one, that moment affect me. And because really the biggest problem is with her. And when she left, the problem left. And that problem is staying with her, unfortunately. And it is her attitude. Her attitude is a problem for her. Her quick temper is a problem for her. Her attitude with her work is a problem. And when she left and left with her and those problems are still with her. And, and if she's the one that, if I'm like, if that happens again tomorrow, 
I'm going to respond the same way, but I'm also going to bring it again to the attention of her superior if she gives me an attitude for doing my job. Um, but anyway, so that was my, my day today as <laughs> having the challenge of remaining calm. And I will tell you, I am very good at remaining calm because I spent a lot of my life, um, watching my mom argue with her boyfriend who had, um, anger issues and even like physical, he got physical, he would get physical and like, I wasn't around when he'd get physical, but, um, just like growing up, my mom had a boyfriend who had a lot of anger issues and just hearing them fight and fuss and yell at each other. And I was like, I will never do that. I won't like raise my voice. I just, I hate when people raise their voice to when they talk, because like, how does raising your voice get anything across other than aggression? Like it just, when, when aggravation, when aggravation is fed, when anger and aggravation and the frustrated feelings of frustration is fed into by people raising their voices at one another, it causes logic to go out the window. It causes the whole point of the conversation to go out the window and people end up like saying things and not is to one another and not actually addressing the issue or even getting anywhere or even getting anywhere with the problem. And so as I have watched that, as I've watched that happen with my mom and her boyfriend when I was growing up and as I watched it happen with other people in my family who have like anger issues um, or quick temper, I realized that I would never do that. I would like never be the person who's ruled by anger. So, um, so yeah, I find that when I, when you speak calmly to other people who are raising their voice, it kind of like makes them stop and think, wait a minute, they're not raising their voice and I'm continuing to raise their voice. And for people who have the slightest bit of care, they start lower. You notice, I notice they start lowering their voice and they become more logical and more willing to discuss whatever is upsetting them. Um, but remaining calm diffuses and softens their aggravation. Um, the aggravation of people who, uh, lack control over their own emotions. So that's just what I've learned. Um, and it works really well with like, um, dementia residents who have a problem with getting aggravated. Um, the next thing I have just been like thinking about over and over the past week or more, more to be quite honest, um, is just that like. At what point do you make, at what point do you make a decision on, um, on a course of action when you feel just kind of confused by the circumstance and confused by the circumstance, or you look at the circumstance and you think, well, 
there is a slim chance or a low likelihood, a low likelihood of anything happening. So like there's this guy, um, there's this guy that I, first of all, there's this guy that I, I don't know. There's this guy that I feel so confused with and I'm not even going there. I'm not even going there and I'm not even going to talk about him because like, and there's just, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing, there's no exchanges. There's nothing to talk about. And I'm, I've been, I've been like mentally putting a lot of space between like mentally and emotionally being put a lot, putting a lot of like steps and space between me and this person and the more steps I take away from this person like the more I'm seeing okay like this person doesn't this person does not want me in their life this person doesn't care whether I'm in their life or not by their actions and I don't really care to you know like they might try extremely minimal, minimal things, which is very extremely indirect, extremely indirect. And I, I don't care for that. I don't care for that. And I don't respect that. And so in my eyes, they don't want to be in my life at all. They don't want to be involved in my life at all. They don't like, they're not trying to be in my life. And that's okay. That's okay. And as long as that's happening, I'm getting further and further and further and and further away from even contemplating on them. And so, um, with that said, my eyes are like looking all around me. My eyes are observing different people. It's been a long time since I have been single. I was with, I was like previously in a marriage for, I was, I mean, aside from the marriage, just like being in a relationship with this person, I was in a relationship with this person for over six years. So I've been in a relationship and haven't been single for over six years. So I'm like, I'm in a new, this is all a new experience for me. It's like almost like going back to the start. And I'm a different person than I was when I first started dating. I'm a different person and I've grown and I've become more mature. So I don't look at people. I don't look at guys the same. Or like, I don't look for the same things that I did whenever I was um, like six or seven years ago. I don't look for the same things. Some of the things I do and some of the things I don't. And to be quite honest, I wasn't really sure what I was looking for whenever I first started dating because I'd gone through this really hard circumstance where I lost, sorry, where I lost my, what is that? I'm sitting outside my car recording this because it's like the quietest place. It's a deer. I don't know what that was. Um, anyway, but I lost my faith and uh, 
for the longest time I was a Christian and I thought I'm going to marry a Christian and those were my requirements and they had to like, I was like, oh, I have to love God and Jesus and I have to be like a really strict Christian. Like I've been <laughs> like, I was, I was so strict that I was so strict of a Christian that I didn't have sex until I was 22 because I was trying to save myself. I was trying to save my virginity from marriage. And so I was like a really, I was just a really strict Christian. And I was also really picky, to be honest. I was a really picky person. And so... Um, I didn't lose my virginity until I was like 22. Um, but anyway, I, so I lost my faith and there I was at 22, had never dated anybody, was interested in people, but I was, <laughs> I was always interested in people that were taken, um, or people that were like, just seemed like far out of reach. Because I was really shy. Like I was really, I was really shy for a long time. I wasn't really expressive. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, so there I was at 22. I just lost my faith. And I'm like, wow. The whole list of things that I had are, is like kind of like out the window. Because I'm not a Christian anymore. So now technically... I can date whoever I want. And I thought to myself, well, I don't really want to date a Christian because I'm not a Christian and I don't want to be, I don't want to like date and marry someone who is going to constantly try to convert me back to Christianity. So I was like, I'm going to try to find someone who just kind of, um, is like agnostic, I guess, doesn't claim to know, um, and doesn't, you know, doesn't, isn't an atheist, just kind of like a person more like me who I believe in things that are, that can be proved type person. So, um, anyway, um, oh, so I, I got, um, I got into, I like dated like three people. Uh, I dated like three people and anyway, so I then got married and was married for, I dated, I married the, the third person that I dated and I was married for, um, I think six years. Um, or no, um, no, I was married for three, three years, three or four years. <laughs> anyway, but so now it's like a, it's just like this whole new experience for me. And I'm a different person than I was when I first started dating. I've grown, like I said. And so, so I'm looking all around me and I'm looking at all these people and kind of, I guess, refiguring out now that I'm single um, and like unsuppressing myself, figuring out what it is exactly that I, that I admire, that I want in a man. And, and I'm really just kind of being patient with myself in that respect. 
I'm being patient. Because probably my, because my, like, my biggest concern right now isn't finding someone to love. My biggest concern right now is just loving myself. Loving myself and, um, and pursuing, pursuing a career that makes me happy. Pursuing a career in which I find myself most deeply. I find my heart most deeply. And for the longest time, for the I, I'm saying this and then I'll go back to what I was trying to say, but for the longest time, I, I thought that I'm like, I don't think, but I, I wanted to be a, a doctor. And the reason, the reason I want to be a doctor is because I want to be able to go, I want to be qualified to go to different countries um, and provide medical aid for, for just, for free. Provide medical, whatever medical aid that I can in um, like nonprofit medical facilities across the world. Um, War-stricken countries, just countries where people are just in extreme poverty, go and provide services to those people just out of the like kindness of my heart. And so that's really like my, and just being able to help people in that, that way, that's been my dream um, and interest. However, when it's very, when I'm very extremely selfish, um, which like that makes me happy but if i'm if i'm very honest and selfish about my career um it's very much nasa based like i'd love to work for nasa i'd love to work for a um some kind of like space exploration organization because I would love to be a part of a team that is dedicating their, like, I'd love to be a part of a team and, and my work to every day involve um, something related to advancing uh, space exploration technology. Um, because ultimately, like, I want, I want to explore space. I want to become an astronaut. I would love, absolutely love to be an astronaut. I would love to explore space. I'd love to go up in space and explore space. So, um, my, like, my most selfish dream is to, is to do that. Um, to be, like, a um, astrophysicist or, um, engineering physicist where I'm helping to create, um, to create like new rockets, new ships, spaceships. So that's like my biggest dream. Um, but back to the original topic, um, I just been like thinking about this one. I've been thinking about this one particular person, and it's really like I like them, 
I like them from like with what I know about them, which honestly isn't that much. But it's like what I know do know about them. I like them and I've kind of expressed that to them, but not explicitly. And um and I asked myself and I don't, I don't, not, I don't really, I haven't really expressed it openly I, or like explicitly, like I said, but I just, I asked myself how, how, what is the chances of it working out with this person? Like, what is the likelihood of anything even actually happening with this person if I communicated my thoughts and feelings um and about this person like if i communicated it to them directly would it change anything what is like the in my mind the likelihood of anything happening with this person is really low and so because of that i don't even i don't even like i I'm hesitant and don't really, when I have thoughts of, of telling this person my, like what I think, the thoughts that I have about them, I refrain and I stop myself because one, I think to myself, you know, would it do more harm than good or would it do more, would it do more, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really do any harm, but I just think to myself, like, they, the likelihood of, of them thinking or feeling the same is slim, and, um, and so I just don't even bother with saying anything or expressing my thoughts directly to them, um, so, you know, and this is kind of like, at what point do you say, at what point do you come to the conclusion that something, something is worth the risk or worth, there's not really a risk, but like, you know, at what point do you come, do you say it's worth saying to them when you already feel like you kind of know that nothing would ever come of it and where you feel like nothing would ever come of it. And yeah, it's kind of how I feel. So I just, it's just a certain of this circumstance that this person is in um, their lifestyle. Just kind of think to myself, it's probably highly unlikely that this person thinks the same. So, uh, yeah, anyway, um, but that's, you know, it's kind of like my back and forth thoughts as of late. This is like, you know, um, my, my own personality is like very open when I, when I like someone, I'm very open with like telling them directly, but with this person, with this person in particular, I am not doing that. I have not, I have not done that. I have not done that because the likelihood of anything coming of it is very slim. 
Um, I like them. And that's where I'm at. There's another person that I like, um, but <laughs> definitely that, like, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even think about it. I don't think about it because they're taken. So, uh, yeah, they're very taken. <laughs> so, so I don't even think about it. I just, um, uh, admire them. I admire them and... I'm just honest in expressing that admiration, so, yeah, and that is it, that is all for tonight, and to conclude, I'm at a new point in my life, and I'm exploring, and as I'm exploring, I'm also exploring myself, I'm coming to new understandings, or old understandings, coming back to old understandings of myself. New and old understandings of myself, the more I unsuppress who I am, and I, um, that's okay. It's okay to have a level of uncertainty as I'm looking around and kind of getting the feel for the kind of person that I want beside me, the important person that I want beside me, and, um, you know, I'm, like, I'm not really pushing myself to, like, come to any kind, formulating any kind of conclusion, just kind of remaining very present, remaining very present in my uh, curiosities and my, like, daily interest and intrigue and, and also letting it be a two-part thing because as much, <laughs> because as much as you like somebody, as much as you admire something about someone, as much as you want to draw closer and get to know someone, it's a two-way street and, you have to just really play it by ear and and play it very presently and and that's you know kind of feeling out uh if the person feels the same if the person looks at you and the aspects that you look at them and feels the same and so that's kind of like a very step-by-step -step thing um just like getting to know someone Getting to know someone is a very step-by-step -step thing, and it takes time, and so you can't really, you can't really rush love in that respect, and all I want, not all I want, but like, uh, you know, you want someone who's like, step-by-step, -step and like, the more getting, the more you get to know that person, step-by-step. They, they remain. They remain there. They remain and they try, they, they also try drawing closer to you and understanding you more and communicating. Sorry, that's my mom. Um, but they, you know, and so 
Um, and so especially when there's not that reciprocation step by step with like back, I definitely refrain from saying anything about how I feel and think about a person because I, like I said, it's step by step. And if they're not walking forward and closer to you with you, then you're really not going anywhere or you're going alone. And that's not, that's not your, I don't know where you're going, but you're not, you're not going towards a relationship and like you're just admiration I guess one-sided admiration so so yeah just I'm just taking things very presently and step by step and I'm okay with that I'm okay with that because my biggest concern right now like I said is my career and it's so weird to say career because for me it's very much based in heart it's very much based in like what what intrigues me deeply? What makes me happy? When I think about where I see myself or like, I know, a grand adventure. What is the, the grandest adventure that I can imagine? And the grandest adventure that I can imagine that my heart is fully vested in is being a part of a team of people who want to explore space just like me. A team of scientists, a team of people who are forever curious and trying to learn and using their imagination and testing and like scientists. And I, that's, if I could be a part of a team like that, that would make me so unbelievably happy every single day that I got to work with them. And so that is my biggest pursuit right now. My biggest pursuit is loving myself and, and that's loving my vision, loving my, my greatest dream, my greatest pursuit, curiosity. And my curiosity has me constantly looking to the sky, constantly looking to the stars, because I feel like most things on this world are just kind of cycling and repetitive and I don't know, so like I can Google whatever I want to see on the internet that relates to this world. But space, stars, <laughs> the galaxies, it's like it's all unexplored, new. And I, I want us to be able to explore it, not just close by. And I want to help people to, to build, um, a spaceship that will, can go further than we've ever done before. And that's really what I would love to be a part of. So, um, so yeah, I'm looking into two different colleges that has, um, physics, uh, that teaches physics. Um, I'm looking into one of the, the best physics colleges in, in the U S. Um, and I'm also looking at a physics college in Florida. Um, and the reason I'm looking at the physics college, um, in Massachusetts is because it's by the beach. 
the beach is a big thing for me because I love the beach. And if I'm going, excuse me, if I'm going to dedicate all this time going through college to be, to be a physicist um, or an engineering physicist, I I want to be somewhere I'm going to enjoy it. I want to be somewhere where I'm like by the beach and not too far away from family. California, I have family there, but not the family that I want to be close by to. Like I love them, but the family that I, w- I really want to be close by to is the family that are, are the, is the family that's here on this coast. I also want to be close by to like I need, I want I need to I feel like I need to be close by to my my dot do- my ex because we should have like joint custody. So it was just would make things difficult if I was living across if I was living anywhere else other than on this coast. So I'm looking at the best, one of the best um, physics colleges in the US and that is on this coast and it's in Massachusetts and it's you know like the beach is there and that makes me happy. And then there's Florida. Um, there's a college in Florida and the beach is you know obviously there too. So those are the colleges that I'm looking into. I'm going to cast a wide net, but that's really what I want. Those are the colleges that I want to get into. So, um, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited because I feel like it won't even be like going to school. It'll be like, um, having fun every single day. And that's, and that is really how I feel like you should look at your education and whatever career path you choose, having fun every single day. And that would, that's what going to school to be a physicist would be for me, to be an engineering physicist. Um, or I haven't really decided yet, but I just, I, I need to have a career that allows me, that gives me the capability and the knowledge to, to build spaceships, because that's what I want to take part in. I want to take part in coming up with new and better spaceships. And, um, and also like being able to work on one, being a mechanic for one. Um, and, uh, if I could, if I could do two, if I could do two masters, um, or two doctorates, I would do medicine and visit and, uh, an engineering physicist or physicist engineering, however you say it, I would do two of those. If I have enough time in my life, I will do that. But right now, I think I'm going to, like, my first priority is not actually going, getting into medical school. It is going, trying to go through school and can become a physicist. Um, so, yeah, definitely excited about that. Stay tuned because I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna go and visit both colleges um, within the next few months. So, yeah excited so excited stay tuned good night